Grandstanders, welcome to the first Saturday in May. Is it first? Is it today is actually the first day of May, right, Profe? Today's yeah, the first? first? First day and first Saturday. First time that's happened for us. Right? It's a, it's a, as everyone knows, it's a special time of year. Why, why would you describe it as a special time of year, Profe? Uh, my favorite about the first Saturday of May is it's the, the it's a double header of Kentucky Derby and always like a really good boxing fight that night, like a like a premier boxing event. So yeah, the Derby starts it off. Um, does anything good happen? I mean, so we know that it's, this is kind of like Christmas for for grandstanding. In my opinion, this is this is the the the, the most wonderful time of the year. So it starts now and it ends with the last out of the World Series. This year, without a doubt, you think uh, that'll be us, the Padres, winning the World Series? Yes. You don't seem very uh, <laughs> confident about that. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that. But does anything good happen after from October to the first week of May? The first day, first Saturday in May, anything note noteworthy happen? Um, nothing, right? I mean, there's the yeah, nothing. The World Series, Good. like you said. After the World Series, there's nothing. So yes, uh, I would oh, there's say a, that there's a Super Bowl, but who cares? Next year, next year there there will be though the World Cup. Oh shit! Oh. Chiming in. Okay, so uh, before we get started, let me introduce the rest of the of the guests. Uh, this is not an usher, an official ushers episode, but we do have the ushers joining us here. Uh, first, let me introduce Mr. Uh, Little Mo, who just chimed in with that uh, statement about um, about the World Cup happening in uh, in 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 the winter this year. So back on the show, you you've this is your second third time. Yeah, I think this is my yeah either second or third time. I think the first time was about the the Mexico chant. Hey. <laughs> hey. How you doing? Good, good. Just you know, just just here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And then from his yeah, bed, definitely confirm that. From his bed under a little cobijita. Staring at the Pacific Ocean is Rafaga Palmer. Rafaga, how how you doing out there? How you been? I've been very very busy, but great, very good. I'm trying to find the tag on this thing so I can tell you guys where exactly this quote is from. Um, it is from the damn it. I will find it. I will skip. I'll skip it. For, oh, here it goes right here. Look, it says this is from the. Uh, this is from the final, the final Peterson's to Copa Palms RV Park RV Raffle. Uh, quilt was made by Marlis Scarry, and it was machine quilted by Snicky Braddy in 2019. So it was one at a raffle by someone else and gifted to me. Cool. So I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> That's sick, man. I won't show it to you guys because you guys might want to steal it. You guys might want to steal it. I won't show it to you. So, Rafael, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and then I, I, I didn't get to 
like informally introduce him, but uh, Profe, how are you doing? What's going on? Tell us something about what's going on uh, uh, in your neck of the woods. Um, it's good, man. It's 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 a nice sunny day, a nice sunny Saturday. So I I anticipate um, the streets are going to be popping today with the uh, with marchers with with drunkards. Um, yeah. So we've got like a a perfect perfect storm of of, yeah. of a bunch of beautiful things happening today. The it's the not only the first Saturday in May marking off the most wonderful sporting um uh, uh time of the of the spectating uh spectating year. But then also we have today's May Day, so we'll probably have the the red brigades out in the streets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we already said Kentucky Derby. Uh, there's also is Andy Andy Ruiz fighting tonight. There's a there's a there's a there's a boxing match tonight, right? Not Canelo, but somebody else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Andy Ruiz. Um, which um, which pretty pretty cool fight. He's he's a he's a fun guy to watch. I met him when he was uh, when he was younger. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he, do you remember my friend Sugar? Yeah, he was friends with his sister, and we went to a party in El Centro, and uh, and then um, I remember like we were all drinking, and then I asked him, I was like, "So you box, man?" He's like, "Yeah," and then he's just like, "You want to box me?" And I was like, "Nah, man." Like he was a big kid, man. He was only like fourteen at the time. Shit, that's awesome, dude. That's wow. First ever Mexican heavyweight champ, and you. Asked you if you want to box. <laughs> yeah, he asked me if I wanted to box him. And you turned him down, dude. And, and I turned him down. So I turned down the heavyweight champion. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess since you don't drink, it doesn't matter. Because you couldn't be out of like, That guy knocked me out. He knocked me out in 14. <laughs> Dang, that's tight. Do you think he would... Uh, recognize you if you ever say like would you remember that that incident no no way no he probably has like he probably hears like a thousand of those stories a day yeah you're like hey remember that one time so i'll start with you little mo tell me one tell me one thing so it's been a year last year we we kind of had like like to say lukewarm sporting season is is I guess an understatement. I don't know what the hell that was last last uh, last May to October, but it it happened. Everyone tried their best to make it happen, and it happened. But it was it was kind of half-assed. But at the same time, it was kind of great. What what was one thing that you really what what was one thing you thought was like, man, that was kind of cool, like uh, spectating during uh, COVID. Um. Well, I just want to start off that we were we were terribly wrong in our predictions because you, you and I you and I said that it was going to be over by May <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> so so we were way off. Board. That's that's one thing I definitely suck at is making predictions about when stuff will happen. <laughs> that's definitely not one of my fortes. But yeah, so what so what else? Um, uh, I, th- I guess the thing that I enjoyed was when. When baseball season got uh, kicked off, it was it was literally almost every day. So and every get every game 
mattered for the most part because it was such a short season and uh it made it super exciting um to me like it, it felt like like we were more emotionally invested in every game yep yeah that's a good point the, the world series didn't count though i just want to say that it the world series and the nba finals didn't count it didn't it was a it hey. was a mini season mickey mouse rings fafa what did you like um, I like, yeah, same thing with Lomo, like the excitement of the short baseball season. Um, uh, I, I thought I was going to like the Lakers winning more, but, you know, I thought it, it wasn't really, it didn't feel right. So, and so I, I, I didn't like that, but other than, I mean, I love that they won, but. It wasn't. It wasn't like wow, we won it. You know, it's just like oh shit, like we're the best team in this little season, and no one can stop us. You know, and like the the I think the, the in every sport except for I guess the NFL didn't really have a short season, right? But like right. the the injury the injury factor just kind of doesn't like when you don't when you lose players and you have ups and downs rather than just have a nice solid sixty day run like that's a uh, it's not the same, you know. So I like <clears throat> I, I like the I like I just really like the excitement of the short baseball season. I like the Derby and what was that in October? <laughs> September. Yeah, September when did happen? Yeah, sometime in the fall. That was kind of cool. Like shit was hitting the fan right, and we were just like, "Fuck it, let's just have the Derby." Yeah. Brofi, what'd you like? Um, I liked. I like the fact that games, that baseball games, started one hour earlier, and I'm and I'm wondering, I'm wondering why, um, why, like, so okay, you're, you're, you guys are there where where a game starts at seven. Would you be opposed to it starting at six? No, no. Why do you think they're kept at seven? Like, so I don't even know why they. I assume because people weren't commuting to work, like they they figured, you know what, we can we can bump it up to six now, uh, and then now that we're back to more normal, then it's like, let's go back to. I, I really don't like. What do you think is the rhyme or reason for um, starting a game at seven rather than six? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Good question. Could it be something with like uh, viewership? When it's peaking, when people turn on their, when people sit down, turn on their tube, After dinner. like, like <clears throat> when, you know, if you're gonna get an audience, like these are the times to get them at. I don't know, maybe, right? And and it, but then, but then does, so does it have to do you think with people going to, like when people actually have to go to work to a physical place right. and then come home and it takes time to get dinner ready and all that? Like I don't know. But that's irrelevant now. So I should bump it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to the Giants game on. I'm going to the Giants game on on Friday, and it's uh, and it's just funny because uh, the game starts at game time is six forty five, and something about it just starting in the six o'clock hour just sounds better, but it also <laughs> makes it sound. It also makes it sound like a hockey game for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 
Well, Did all the all the games started at six last season. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People aren't working. <laughs> well, the this reminds me of a of a of the cook for the for the for the Padres. Uh, one time I got to go in the clubhouse. Um, and I think I've already mentioned this story, but I'll mention it again because it reminds me of it. You know, the Padres experimented one season with starting games at 2 o'clock, you know, instead of 1. Mm. So it was like to see if they could maybe – maybe they were, like, losing customers to the church crowd, you know, to the church church hours. So they yeah. decided to start at 2, and, and the cook – like, it was straight out of, like, a sitcom. The cook <laughs> comes out of the kitchen because he's talking about the time he was, like – in the kitchen he kind of like walked around like classic sitcom and he's like he's like talking about what the game starting at two he's like he's like the game could start at like any time right this is you know he's like if you have a good team you could start the game at nine and people would come he's like people don't come because the game starts at two people come here because the team is good you know so Hmm. i feel like like a lot of a lot of like um a lot of uh sports uh, sports leagues experiment with with like changing times and doing something to pull people in but when it's all said and done if you have a good team people don't give a shit people will skip out on church to go watch a Sunday game at 12 right definitely yeah the last Which, day we had to go to church was because the Padres were playing good against the Dodgers the do or die situation and we didn't have to go to church because the game was so good <laughs> That's and Luz awesome. got so pissed she went to church by herself and Don Mario was like you don't gotta go to church just be a good person and we're like sick we're gonna sit here and watch this game and... did they win? yeah it's when fucking they won when Chris Wynn got that double fucking in 1996 against the Dodgers it was a fucking amazing game it was that was an amazing series they had to win the last three games of the season to make it to the playoffs and they did oh swept them I think they won the division there, you too. They, uh, they were they were building to that ninety eight team. That's right. Yeah, they, they won the division. So so I guess it doesn't matter when stuff starts. I mean people are gonna people are gonna they're gonna grandstand no matter when you start it. Um I mean look at like Chicago. They have they still have a major or a, a large a large part of their season is still played during the day right during the middle of the week so it doesn't really matter um so i I don't know and then so we finally we 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 can put to rest the fact that having fans in the stands is an integral part of the sporting experience right there's no question about that totally yep hey can i stop you on that on on that cups thing sure in popular culture when you're when you are, uh, when you're, uh, when, when there's a movie in Chicago and there's a, there's like, there's somebody that's of high status, has a good job, they're always doing their job to go see the Cubs game, right? And it's always super acceptable to leave early because you gotta go catch the Cubs, right? And I don't know if you guys ever noticed this in movies or shows and stuff, right? It's like super acceptable to leave your job early and go see the Cubs. But the Cubs weren't that great. Like why? Uh, I mean, they, I mean, they had good seasons, but I mean, why? Just because they're endearing? Just because they're just the cities behind them? 
that's, I think about yeah. like why do we have the Wednesday day game? You know, yeah. I'm like, we've had some shitty teams in the last few years, but people people still go. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, I would go if someone gave you a ticket, and you could and you could get out of work. Would you? Would you? Wouldn't you play hooky? Yeah. Yeah. That's the best. I mean, how feeling. many? How many of us? How many of you? How how often are you watching a game and working at the same time? Or listening to a game? I do that at least two or three times a week. I basically yeah. only watch the the Padre games at work. I watch I watch most of my soccer that way while working. Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> so we do need fans, though, right, Lomo? Yeah, was it, definitely. Was it stupid to see the cardboard cutouts, even though we bought that one for Diagigi and we never saw her? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're just excited to see, so we we uh, we accepted it. But we, you definitely need uh, uh, fans in the stands. I mean, how how much better was the, the Padres Dodgers series with fans in the stands? Yeah, it's like it, it felt like October. Yeah, agreed. So is it just the intensity, or is there more? I mean, I, I think they can have an outcome on the game. Like if you're, like if you're, uh, if you're pitching or if you're at bat. Like I forgot who said it uh, last year, but it's like, um, you know, if someone's up to bat, it's like, will, will like the booing or the cheering like affect his swing or uh, or anything like that? So I definitely do think. Um, uh, fans, fans are needed. I mean, they're 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 what makes the they're half the they're they're half the, the experience. The tenth man, the twelfth man, the sixth man. Yeah, do you agree yeah. with well, that? that? That was that that was that was evident in in the Lakers because the Lakers had a superior superior team. With no, they didn't. And you're playing and you're playing pickup basketball. They're just handled. Like I'm not trying to like boast the Lakers, but like. The fact that there's no fans the, the, was why the Lakers won so easily last year. Because they just like, at the end of the day, it was a pickup basketball game, and, and that is just becomes ability over over everything, right? And there's no there's no pressure of traveling, there's no pressure of fans, there's no pressure of this. And then that, and it just becomes who's better, and obviously the Lakers are better. And that's not saying, not being an asshole about it, but that's just the truth. Like, Without fans, like it's a whole different fucking game. So you agree it didn't count? It didn't count. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That, that's why the Clippers lost. I mean, they just knew it didn't count. So. <laughs> Shit. The Clippers lost. They suck. <laughs> I want to talk about a few things. Uh, first, I want to talk about how funny it was that LA had a mini season champions, two mini season champions in one year, um, and then how how it didn't count and all that. But I want to hear Profe's uh, take on. Oh, and, and how uh, this whole this whole stupid thing that L.A. doesn't consider our relationship to them as a rivalry, and I f- I think that's fucking complete bullshit, and we'll get to that in a second. But Profe, what what uh we need fans for sure. You're convinced? Yeah, totally. Um, because why? Because um, they re- they they are they're yeah they're part of you know and right now that that you guys are just saying this it, it reminds me of. I think, I believe that wrestling fans like really are the 
the pioneers of this, of like this, of, of recognizing the importance of the fan. Um, and, and I would even, I would say that fans in Philadelphia have like completely changed the spectating spectacle in like all of sports. Um, and particularly in rest. And so like Philly fans in general are like, are notorious. Um, and in wrestling in particular, man, they, there was this small little dump arena where they would, were like, just like, (laughs) like, like junkie drug addict wrestlers would put on these shows and the fans ended up like, at some point they realized like, dude, this is like, we are the biggest performer here. They would create chants and all that. And over time, like wrestling fans at large realized like, dude, those shows in Philadelphia and that little dumpy warehouse look really fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they started copying it. And, and and it got so to where we are today where like the wrestling fan very much acknowledges like we are we make this show. Like it's we're more of the star than the performers are at this point. And I think that's going to that's making its way into like every other sport. I, I don't think other fans in other sports realize just yet how much. Um, they could really take over the game more than the more than the athletes. Don't you think? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So big ups to how, Philly. How awkward was the first? Uh, wasn't like wrestle? Was it some wrestling event? Was it WrestleMania? It wasn't WrestleMania, was it? Yeah. They, they held it with no fans. Virtual audience. Yeah, that was weird, huh? You could you could hear them like grunting the whole time. <laughs> It it That's sounded so like, like why are we doing this? It sounded <laughs> like it sounded like kids playing in the other room when your when your mom told you like the baby's sleeping in the other room and you're like go in the room and don't make any noise. Totally. And you're yeah. like you're you're staging you're staging like a, a really elaborate game and you're like trying to be really quiet. That's that's what it felt like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they tried it. Once you go out there, go all out. Pretend like there's people cheering you on. Go all out. <laughs> yeah. But they did do, they did end up doing what I, I swear I came up with this idea first. Whitney says that she came up with it. Um, <laughs> but I'm certain I said it first and she took it from me. But either way, I said, dude, they should put screens. Like just put, just cover, like put screens around the ring and have fans like streaming, watching it live, and they did end up doing that. It still looked weird. Did they do it? Yeah. They, that's how they've been yeah. doing it for like the past year. Didn't the NBA do that too? Yeah. Oh, really? The NBA put on a. I think. Do we all agree that the NBA put on the best the best show during the pandemic? Yeah. They were the most organized, that's for sure. Right. What'd they do? They just... Disney World. Yeah. And then then just the way they set up the arena, the way they could dim the lights, it was... it To me, it seemed like the most legit... I mean, MLB with the cutouts was kind of funny, and then, you know, I, I stopped noticing it after a while, and then when they went to the World Series in Texas and then there was people there, it just didn't seem as weird, but... I mean, imagine how weird it must have felt for the players. Hmm. Yeah. 
I bet some were happy though. That they that they constantly like heckled. That's true. <laughs> they were probably thank God. Oh man, Mike Patsy would have loved it. <laughs> Dude, there's I was watching a um a boxing match with no fans and like there you can really hear like hear all the breathing, the grunting, everything. And um and one of the boxers like burped and you hear him like he's like <clears throat> and then you hear him go like Bleh. You know, and then after he burps, he goes, <laughs> you hear him go, that's that chicken boy. <laughs> and the other boxer chuckled. <laughs> Wait, how is, speaking of awkward stuff like that, remember the, was it the, was it the, the Olympic qualifiers for soccer? And then Telemundo or Univision kept cutting to, or Fox Sports kept cutting to like, they they had there was a Mexico versus USA game or Mexico versus Honduras game, and they had they had like fans sitting in their living room. First of all, none of them were wearing Mexico jerseys. It was like imagine when you Skype your family, your tios and your tias and their babies, and then they would just like I don't know a goal has just been been scored. And they were just cheering, kind of old-fashioned, old-timey, going, you know, putting their hands up like this, like like they're cheering for Zorro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was the most awkward. And they're just kind of staring at the camera. I mean, they're in an effort to try to make it interactive. It just looks silly and stupid, you know. Did you? Can, can you guys think of other awkward shit like that that you saw during the during the pandemic? Like the burp? That one, that, no, that, what you just described takes the, I remember when I saw that, dude, I, I almost wanted to just turn off the, like, it, it kind of made, it made me angry almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lomo, would you allow them to put a camera in your, in your house? You sit there with your two girls, watch the Padre game, and then you. No, I just, I, I. I don't like being recorded as it is, so <laughs> definitely no. Papa, <laughs> would you let him put a camera in your house? I mean, I'm a natural performer, so yeah, of course, but I don't think they'd lie. Like, there'd be a bong, a bottle of wine with no glass. Um, no shirt. Passing, a lot of yelling at kids. In your underwear? Yeah, this guy's horrible. Or every parent's going, I can relate. <laughs> do, do, you guys are, fa- like, do fathers still um, come home, drink a six-pack of, like, domestic beer, and sit on a recliner chair and watch the game? Or is that, like, a thing of the past? I'll watch uh, the game in my room. I'm not a, I'm not a home drinker. I drink in, like, I, I'll come home and drink after the bar, but I don't come home and drink. It's the weirdest thing. I'm like a, to- I'm like a social drinker. Like I said, I'm a natural performer, so I'm like, I, I drink in public. I don't drink at home. It's the weirdest thing. Hmm. It's not that weird. I do. I drink. <laughs> I drink wine, though. I don't drink domestic beer. And, yeah, and I drink wine at home. I'll drink wine. I'll smoke a joint. And... Sometimes I'll watch, and then sometimes I'll, I'll like I'll, I'll I'll do one better, and I'll listen to it on the radio. Just where are you? Where do you do this? Like in the living room space? Little, in my little in my little like 
clubhouse, study, office, whatever you want to call it. Mm. You know what's great, though? Yeah. Go if ahead, bro. If watch it involves me going downstairs, it goes and going into the guest house. And so I just I put it on the MLB app and I just watch it on the phone. And I just put it in the corner. So I'm not, like, fully engaged. Like, And, and my kids are not go to school, so it's, like, that, like, Game time is like a crucial time in this house. Like dinner, fucking teeth brushing, bath. You mean a lot of stuff is happening? Oh, shit. Yeah. A lot so, of shit going on during game time. Let me ask you this. So how was the pandemic? So because we were at home for a lot of it, right? And we were all kind of in each other's space for for a lot of the experience. And like the grandstanding was happening at an earlier time, like say during the baseball season. There was a lot of things that were not in their usual place with regard to grandstanding. Um, how 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 did the pandemic or being home affect your grandstanding? And then do you like how how was it for like your significant others and your families? Like, do you feel like being home and because I know the games usually happen after we come home from work, but there's a certain element of we're all kind of in the cave. Did do you feel like the 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 um, it was a, it was a, it was a, do you feel like your significant others and the rest of your family, your kids, do you feel like they got more engaged because it was just kind of no, nothing else to do and it's kind of there and like all of a sudden they're showing more interest than they normally would if it was not pandemic, not, uh, not, uh, what's the, what lockdown status? What do you guys feel about that? Was there a change in the grandstanding? Did you grandstand as a family more than you normally would have? No, not, I mean, not, I would watch it more with my, with my oldest until she like didn't care anymore. But, um, but as far as it was just, it was just me mostly watching, uh, watching the game. I did, I, I, I'll definitely say that I, I was definitely more invested in each, in every game more than I would normally during a, a 162 game season. Mm-hmm. And then I think that carried on to this season where I, I make an effort to at least watch at least like half the game or something, um, so that kind of that that's one thing that stayed from last season. Where as far as like, um, I'll, I'll make an effort to watch the game, and I think just I think we're all invested last year because there was a period where we didn't have any sports. I think ESPN started uh, showing like bowling tournaments or the the, the cornhole tournaments <laughs> at one point because they were just running out of things to broadcast. So I think it was just the fact of like you know the missing out on sports that everybody just, you know, they were trying to grasp at whatever they were showing. There was a sense of, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but I, I don't know how else to say it, but when baseball started in the, in the summer, it was, it kind of made things feel like a tiny bit normal. And I okay. feel like that made like my family gravitates toward, toward just like, okay, this is a cool thing to do. This is like a, and then the Padres were doing well. So it kind of like, I feel like it was a, it really, that really hooked my, 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 my crew here in this house. And I feel like Sarah's now giving me score updates, whereas she never did that before. And I think it's because of the intensity of everything that was happening. And then, and then like you mentioned the, the shortened season, like every game somehow felt like it just, everything mattered. I don't know. It was intense. And I think it really, I think it really new fans are, 
are going to come from this that maybe we otherwise wouldn't have had because of the conditions. What do you all think? Super. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, I mean, and and it was, but that's a good, like, yeah, the whole, the change in routine was, was big in that. Um, I like, and and that was, that was why I mentioned like the whole, the game starting earlier before, um, watching a game that starts at 10 PM and ends around like, you know, 1 (laughs) AM. And and I and I would teach morning classes, so I would get up around five. Um, that's just not healthy to you know stay up till right. one, get up at five. Your um, is not healthy. And so, um, so with this, with the the pan completely changed the whole. So the, what I would do is I used to watch the games the next morning in the office, um, and just like I would know, but just to kind of see you know how the game went. Now being able to watch it live every night. Um, and, and so instead of like normally what would be like most nights we watch a, you know, movie or whatever, um, for those months, it was like every night was Padre night and we're both watching it together. Um, that was huge. Like that, uh, it was always like a, you know, just like a fan, but I think like the pandemic Padres, made her and probably a lot of other people uh like lifelong like it, the, the that was it that was the moment like she's a lifelong fan now crazy how you know uh Lauren Lauren grew up a Dodger fan and she got hooked during the pandemic it was Vito and definitely it was Vito's defining moment like where he was like wow I'm like Padres hell yeah you know like that's where Six years old, and he's like, "Yeah, I can, I can vibe with this, you know. I like the Padres, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fans were born from it. The intensity. It's funny because I went in, you know, when they had their slump, and I went in the garden, in the garden moment where I stopped caring because like, ah, there they go again. They're just going to break our heart again, right? And Lauren and Vito were like." The ones keeping me up today, I'm like, like telling me that they had lost the game. I'm like, I know, I don't even want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not watching for a reason. Leave me alone. That's a great, um, man. That's that's like a a really good story or something could be made out of this. Uh, called the, the pandemic Padres, like the season that like, um. A very, uh, yeah, very special season. It was kind of like the 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 perfect storm for Padre fans. Like jive, like they started jiving right at the right moment. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a perfect teaser. I know that I've never been like more excited for a season. I mean, I think I was thirteen the last time I was like counting the days down to spring training. Like, you you know, just it's just it's it helps to have a pretty awesome, exciting team. Uh, but that that I feel like last season really set set this season up for a lot of Padre fans, you know. Um, and I know I know for a fact they had a, a a crazy outcome on how my family sees it because I think there was nothing else to do, and this was kind of like, oh, this is cool. This this is again to repeat it again. This this, this is normal, right? Um, there was something nice about that. 
And you know, my my favorite thing about grandstanding during the pandemic was was no joke connect, reconnecting with you guys, with this little crew. We're missing Yoshi, but connecting with and then with a bunch of other people because there was like such a it's such a like my favorite thing about about grandstanding during the pandemic. And and without forgetting that a lot of people suffered and a lot of people obviously this was shitty for so many people in the world still really shitty and I don't know what the purpose of me saying that other than I recognize that this came at a very high cost but the 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 quieting down of things and only having certain things to kind of like as an outlet to like um, distract yourself with in this case for me it was sports I was so happy when sports came back because I felt like all right, cool, something I can hang on to. Um, but it was nice to reconnect with so many people. And I, I have so many threads going on Padre game day with so many people. And I, I really felt like it It was kind of like I've never I've never bonded with people via text as much as I have through, these, through the Padres. Have you guys had similar experience with yep. other folks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it I think a lot of people probably had that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, just cuz um we're home a lot just like last year my schedule I was on and off. So I was at home every other day and just being able to watch the game and I think it was the same for everybody that um you know, instead of going to a game, you're watching the game and texting about it, I guess. So that's how definitely a lot of people were able to connect like that. It was kind of like an invitation. Uh, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you guys are the only San Diegans I know still, so uh, <laughs> so that, there's that. Well, it's kind of funny that we I, I, I've, I've talked more to you all via text in the last year than I think I ever talked to you all in my entire life at the same time, so it's been nice to have these daily reunions. I think we talk to each other every day. I think that's pretty great. Uh, yeah. And it all started because of, of uh, the Padres season last year. So, um, but but can I can I say something though yeah, on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the season ended in October, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I already know where you're going with this. <laughs> and and it left when that season ended. This huge dark Fractured. void was left in in, in everyone's soul. And then it was like, well, what's the next best game in town? <laughs> and it was fucking election time. It should have been hockey. It should have been the Stanley Cup. And, but seriously, don't you think the intensity of the fucking, like the polarization going into that election? Of course, it was because of everything that was going on. But a lot of it had to had to do with the fact that like sports was over for us and for so many people. Like like exciting like legit like sports to care about. Do you think it had an effect on this group? Yes, it was like <laughs> it was so obvious it did. Since baseball season started, I haven't gotten in a fight with Lamar. I haven't called him racist. I haven't <laughs> I haven't done any of the things I did for five months. <laughs> yeah, Pop and I have actually gotten along. It's weird when you guys send each other sweet texts back and forth. It, it kind of makes me, it kind of gives me the creeps when you guys are being sweet to each other. And I'm telling you, do you remember the Tom and Jerry cartoons? 
Yeah. Where they would, the first one they'd be fighting, the second episode they'd be fighting, and then the third one they was like the Tom and Jerry show, and they're like working together to do something, like to reach a common objective. And I don't know if it was by design that the cartoon was meant to be like, hey, look, it's not all violence and antagonism. It was like they were friends, and I would always walk away because I was like, this is not why I pay money to see Tom and Jerry. I wanted to see them kick each other's ass. So when you guys do the third episode shit, I just stop. I stop listening. I'm like, uh, this is you. <laughs> it, it doesn't make you think like we're up to something? Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. I, I miss half of your references. Like one because I'm I'm older, but two I just like sometimes I'm just not that hip with with the with the references. Yes. Listen, Trump was on Fox News the other day. And he said that a lot of people are telling him he should really run in 2024. So he's really considering it. So sit tight; it's going to come back. Don't worry. Yeah. And then, and, and we got the Senate races coming up, so you know. <laughs> That's where the real racist people are. But I really do think, at least, at least within, at least within this this group here, um, how? Oh well, I guess it won't make a difference, right? Because well, I guess leading into it, I mean, you know, how the Padres are doing in twenty twenty four will play a big part into like how intense the, um, you know, the the the. The political conflict gets within here. You don't think it has to do with also uh, how competitive about, we are? If we, if we had just if we have just won our third World Series ring, then we would like you think Lamar's gonna give a shit about politics? No way, dude. Right. I, I will in when someone mentions it, just because it's in my nature to you know go I'm against say, it. Yeah, I voted for Trump a long time yeah. ago. I did. But the, the reality is, you think he'll be alive in 16 years after Kamala? He he's gonna have to run after Kamala because he's gonna. That's a lot. Like two two Biden terms and then two two Harris terms. Wait, so so when Biden dies like midterm and Kamala takes over, does that count count as one term, or can she run again and again? Oh no, my friend. No, no, my friend. She can she can have her own two terms. Oh, uh, I just heard her laughing in the background. <laughs> Cackling. Wait, so our so this is this has been said a million times by different people. But and and this I'm gonna tie this to 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 the to the to the soccer thing, the uh the Super Twelve or what were they called? The oh, Power the Super League? Superheroes? Super League. Yeah, the the super yeah, the <laughs> Band of band of superheroes, but so our our sports, um, our sports public institutions are they like are they part of the public good? Are they like parks? Are sports teams should they be viewed that way? Should sports you know sports and politics one and the same et cetera et cetera? That you know they're 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 an institution. Just happen. Keep going. Did Fafa do something silly? Um. What? I don't know. I, I, uh, it's distracting looking at you guys. Um, That's so funny. I don't know. So listen to this. So is is a is a sports is a sports team in a city uh, a uh, like like a public like a like a, a part of the public? Um, uh, what do you call that, profe? What's the word I'm looking for here? Cohesion, like the yeah. 
They're, are they a public service? Do we need sports? Are they part? Are they an institution that's necessary, like as necessary as as uh, libraries and and uh, and parks and swimming pools, etc. Absolutely, at the at the very foundation of sports, it was a public, like it was, it was something that was put on by by the government, you know. And I'm talking about like major league teams, the ones that we like give our monies to. Yeah, who? Um, who put on who put on like the 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 games in the coliseums the 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 city states did right like they were spon- it was a government sponsored thing right well they were they were also also to supposedly pacify the masses too right i mean there's an argument a lot of the intellectuals say that us grandstanders are a bunch of idiots for for being distracted by this stuff but i would argue i would go one step further and say that without sports Without, say, maybe let's just say religion, without these institutions that allow us to again, here we go, play out these these inner dramas, then we would we would we would uh, we would we would stand to lose a lot as a society. And the argument I'm making here is that, as half-assed as as the as a, as the spectating season was, one of the one of the one of the the things that I think was really good for keeping humanity from becoming unglued was the fact that we that the sports leagues found a way to like make it happen um and then now back to this to the super 12 or all that you know one of the arguments made against the super league was that it it was it was basically designed to be done in the essence of american sports american professional sports right that it's that it was copying that that it was that it was going after the same kind of uh business approach of 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 the of the major leagues in the u.s and that it was in it was like a it was a it was a a slap in the face to the to the more like uh grassroots homegrown public entity Community service institutions that soccer teams are. Uh, how do you how do you all feel about that? Is that true? Do we need to do we need to at some point talk about how important it is to protect local uh, sports spectating, even if it is from like our computers from the TV? Do they still hold the same value? I think it holds more value over in Europe, just because I mean you're talking about teams that are over 150 years old. Um, I mean, they still refer to them as clubs, you know, uh, and I don't know, to to me, it just, obviously, for, like, when the Chargers left, like, to me, it's just, it's a business, like, there's no, there's no, there's no emotional connection to the city, we, um, I know that, like, now, um, and it's just, uh, at the end of the day, it's like, it's a business, like, I'm not as, I mean, obviously, you know, I still get super hyped for the Padres, like, when they're playing, but, um, that that fanatic fandom for me is uh is essentially dead um because uh just it's it's i don't know how to explain it other than i I know it was a business but it's like like something was ripped from you and and that's that's how i felt so it wasn't like i I see no sense of ties to the community because it because they're not part of the community just a business that's gonna go for the top dollar and you know they did Okay. Yeah. Do you, um, so uh, the this whole the the Super Twelve League the 
I think it, it was just a poorly executed like cry for network expansion, right? And they're like, we want to make more money because our games are worth this much. I mean, I <clears throat> like watching soccer in in Europe is pretty not a hard thing to do, but it's not like there's no availability where you can just like have MLB network and shit, right? Is that do you think is that essentially what they're pushing for? And it was more uh it was like like in the premier like in the Premier League, if you play shitty you're gonna get bumped down to a lower division, right? Or if you're a small club then uh and you start playing really good, then you're gonna get bumped up to the Premier League. And what the Super League did was eventually eliminate that. Where uh, the small market teams would never play any of the Super League teams. Yeah, but 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 that's what that's what they wanted to do, just because they want because they have the the power to do that, they have the money to do that. But really, is it really what was really happening? Are they? I think they're just pushing for for network expansion, right? Because they wanted a they wanted a they wanted a bigger yes. What little Mo said, and then also they wanted a bigger piece of the pie. They, they wanted to rival the Champions Cup. Yeah, they they wanted more money, and they wanted to set up like a USA style type of thing where we're like as little most saying, no demotion or no relegation, sorry, um, and then and then just a, a more lucrative contract. Uh, what I thought was a, a, a TV contract, basically, because that's where that's where a lot of their money's come from, right? But what I thought was interesting is that they 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 did it. Their timing was off, even though I think their approach was thinking. Okay, if we come out with this right now, because of the pandemic, we can say like, "Whoa, whoa is us!" You know, we lost so much money. The fans aren't in the stand, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but but the truth of the matter is, is that they've also like major major sports corporations have also argued that the fan is is somehow irrelevant. That they don't they can fill the seats with with cardboard cutouts if they need to, because their real money comes from the TV contracts. But then the athletes are saying, like, this sucks. I hate performing on a stage where there's no audience, right? And the fans are saying, like, I hate watching if there's no audience. I, I, I think it was like calling the bluff of the fan, and I think the fans spoke really loudly and back to what Prof is saying. We are the motherfucking spectacle. It's, it's us, right? Without taking from the, away from the fact that, like, without Tatis Jr. or without Messi or without whoever, that's, I mean, that's why we tune in to watch cool fucking amazing shit. But you can certainly make an argument that it was like the, the, the owners calling our bluff and then very quickly they realized, Oh shit, this is much larger than this is much larger than us trying to get a little more market share. This is this, these are maybe possibly larger than life institutions that we don't really quite understand. What do you think of that? Profe? Uh, what are the, what are the um, larger than life institutions? Sports teams. Oh, the team. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I agree with the importance of um, the importance of of protecting um, the institution, but I do also think you know we can do without it as long as we have something to to replace it with, right? Like sports. What what that institution you said religion it's just it i think to me those are like the two most similar they're mm-hmm. they're the two most similar institutions in what they're providing for us and how we like how we engage with it so um i would almost 
I would I would bet if we looked at towns that don't have a major sport, cities that don't have a major sports team, I bet you they have higher levels of religiosity, right? Because you need you need one or the other. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't if you if if a city doesn't have the sports team, they at least need that. Um, um, so I agree with with I agree that it's super important and vital, um, but like religion. People can do without it as long as they have something else. Um, and so outside of those two, I don't know, you know, if, if you, if you replace, if, if a city doesn't have religion or sports, then what, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What about like, uh, on the, the, the piece of the pie and the marketability of yourself? Like you can't, I mean, if you don't have marketability, you can't become this team. Like, look at what happens when the when the Padres were fucking selling thirteen thousand tickets, and then the Red Sox would come to town, and all of a sudden it's a sold out game. If you can't get, I mean, obviously like Barca can get their name out there, but if you can't, if you don't have like, a, if you don't have market share, if you don't have enough share of the market to get your name out there, how do you ever become that team? You know. How do you ever like? How does a kid from from like Southern England ever root for a team from Northern England? And is it always going to be these small clubs because they're just localized and they're just going to be in and out of relegation? And or will there ever like if every team has a fair share of the pie and can get their name out there, and you can fucking turn your TV on in Wales one day and watching like a team playing across. The other side in the UK, like, is it like does that change it? Like, can like some kids start liking, like, you either like the Padres or you like the Yankees, right? Because you're representing, you either hated being a loser or you're just gonna put put up with the Padres, right? But now you can be like, now a kid can just be like, I don't like the Padres, and his dad can have MLB Network and he can become a fucking Cardinals fan and just be like, oh, I just grew up watching Cardinals foot games, you know. There's no option for that in Europe, really. What, what, what do you what do you guys think is more um, valuable? Like, the uh, would you rather um, grow up in a place where you have a small a small local club, like a small local sports team that you grew up going, like physically going to the games and all that, but it's just a small cl- like at the end of the day they're just kind of jabronis um as opposed to a conglomerate you know like a huge major brand market team that's like you know but gets to play in those super league you know gets to be part of like on the grandest stage and you have a global fan base and you're part of this like global community essentially um what would you rather be a part of Small market. Well, think about the intensity that you're missing out on when you when you're not part of this team that's playing in the Champions League or whatever, right? Like in that type of tournament, you know, um, the the most exciting thing you have with your little small market team is like the time that you know some just something that doesn't compare to like a grand stage event you know 
Yeah, but I mean, like to me personally, like there's no connection, like um, like uh, like you know, like like when the Chargers left and I try to find a new team, like it just it wasn't there. Even no matter what team I would pick, like if it was a large market or or large, like it just there's no connection to it. At least to me personally, like if if they don't represent San Diego, then to me it's like uh, it's like an, an identity, I guess. Like you know, it's like the Padres, San Diego Padres, you know. It's like that's that's why I love rooting for them. If the parties were to leave, it's the same thing, you know. It's it's I'm a San Diego fan first, so like local market team. But pe- but people are able to to develop that like identity connection through a digital team, like through a team that they root for through a screen their entire lives. And it's I mean, like- maybe, about, yeah, maybe, I just I, I couldn't. Huh? Mm-hmm. How how much of an Arsenal fan are you? I'm not. I just say I am, but like I don't follow him as as good as the Padres. Right. Yeah, well, Tom Brady fan. He's a good player. I'm a Tom Brady fan, but not a like not the team. You should get a white jersey that says Brady on it. I have I have a Patriots jersey that says Brady. <laughs> Stitch or not stitched? <laughs> stitched. Oh, you dirty <laughs> dog. Oof. You're from so China, <laughs> dude. But but with that, like, it all th- this whole conversation, like what you were getting, uh, like I don't know if that's, but like it just it, it has me back thinking to that Detroit team, that Detroit soccer team. Yep, you remember that Detroit Detroit FC? Mm-hmm. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, that has like a crazy homegrown. Yeah. And and MLS tried to court them into joining, and they said, "Fuck you, we're doing our own thing." Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple things there. Like one is one is I I I, I happen to be the, the local. Lo- I, I like to root for the root. I like to root for the local team, right? I think if the Padres left, there'd always be a soft place in my heart for the Padres if they went somewhere else. But I, it would never be the same. It just would never be the same, right? Um, uh, I think you can become a digital fan. I think in some ways I am a digital fan, like following the Mexican national team. I, I would say 90% of their games I watch on TV. You know, I would say that 90% of my interaction with that team that I'm obsessed with happens through a screen, right? So... I can certainly, I know I, I talk a lot of shit about like grandstanding from afar, but unless you're that guy that goes to all the Mexico games that has the pañuelo that says caramelo, have you guys ever seen that guy? <laughs> Every single game they show a shot of the guy who wears a mariachi hat and it says caramelo. I'm like, that fool, like, what does he do? And um, he just goes to every soccer game. That, and I'm like, yeah, that's hardcore. But I don't do that. I, I mean, I'll, I'll go when they come to Qualcomm. Maybe if they go to the maybe at the Rose Bowl, and and then on like a very special occasion, I'll go to New York City to watch a game with Manny. Um, that's only happened once, right? But um, but again, um, I don't. I think I think one thing I heard from Damiano, Fabi's uh, Italian husband, was like his whole beef with the whole Super League was that it took away the dream of these these homegrown clubs, right? That he was telling me about a club in Verona, in the in the commune of Verona or the Veneto. There's, it's like, it's like, I forget. But anyways, this team started as like, a, if I'm not mistaken, this team that is now in second division started as 
as like a, a like a, a like let's pretend you and I and the, and the rest of us created a, a a soccer team in some league, and then we got more players that were better, and over the course of time we got over the course of like of 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 of, of time we 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 got money invested into it and we got better uniforms and then all of a sudden we went from like amateur league we signed up for like fifth division pro i mean these dudes have now made it to second division and to him it was like if you do the super league it's like a it's like a it's again another a slap in the face to all these people that want to start a grassroots club and take it have the dream of making it to first division i mean it's very unlikely that that would ever happen but that was his whole thing it's like that just that sucks, you know, to squash that, to not have that anymore. Um, I don't, I, I just think what it did is it, it, the two things I think were really fascinated about the super league. One is that it showed the, the global power of a lot of these conglomerate teams, right? Like what they can and cannot do. And like, they're just like, okay, we're going to start our own league. We're going to do this. But it also showed that there's still some, like, there's still some, like, locality if that's even a word to teams there's still there's still people that get pissed in liverpool in barcelona in other places that were that were saying especially in the premier league a lot of those local like fans went to the stadiums and said fuck you you can't do that you know and i feel like that was interesting so even though these they're these big huge global things they still exist in the hearts of local peoples you know i mean if you break it down to like in the premier league like London has a bunch of teams and like like Arsenal. Like if you're from a certain neighborhood, you root for Arsenal. I, I just think it brought back attention to the fan. I thought almost the victories for the Super League not working, not happening is it, it really gave a, a big picture of how complex and complicated spectating is and how amazingly still rooted it is in the local communities that it serves. And I don't know. I just thought, hmm, interesting. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means for the future, but I just thought, what an interesting thing to have learned. And that, I, in my opinion, I think these owners were using the pandemic and the crisis of the pandemic and the fact that, the, oh, we lost money and all this, you know, the fact that maybe the fans were not paying attention uh, for, that, for, 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 for the world to see, like, no, 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 people still care. People don't. People don't want those those old systems to go away yet. And I don't know. It was a victory for sports, in my opinion, for spectating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people still care. Yeah, the, 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 the people spoke on that one. So now, can I, can I change it up a little bit on you guys real quick? Okay. So sports explains everything. And uh, Profe and I have been talking about doing a series. Uh, um, I guess this is really in vogue. Maybe you guys can help me. You guys are, you guys are more. You guys have your fingers on the pulse. There's a there's a thing called verses, and there are like these things where uh, people have have done matchups of like, you know, I, there was like the best name in the world competition. I don't know if you ever followed that, and it was like people with these funny names, and there was like. People submitted their names. These are real names of people, you know. Um, and then, like, you know, Artemio Jose Flores Arturito de los Valles versus, like, you know. And, and I got really into this, and I got really, really fascinated by this. So there's a lot of this, like, these are these stupid competitions on the Internet, right? Um, so I was talking to Profe the other day, and I was we were talking about how, like, we would take cults versus versus like sports fandom because sports fandom is a form of, of, of a cult, right? So we're, we're working out 
some type of like brackets brackets where we where you pair up a cult and a, and a sports team uh, or a sports team fans and and then at the end we'll see who wins uh like a religious cult or a sports cult right so trying to like trying to try, trying to set that up does that make sense did i explain that yeah Is that, yeah that's clear so i was thinking so that's coming later right so it would be cool if you guys could participate in that but i was thinking while we like prep for that, I was thinking I'm going to take events from the year of the pandemic and you can either match it to an athlete or to a sports team. Okay. Okay. So, like if, <laughs> if these people, or if this event was a sports team or a sports, anything sports related, you can, you can get as creative as possible, creative as possible. What team would they be or what, Sports personality would they be? You can include, you can include athletes. You can include an, uh, uh, broadcasters. You can, you can include an event. You can go be as creative as possible, right? Okay. Wait. So, wait, so, and so it, is it? Um, so the event is a is a pandemic event, but the sports uh, like comparison can be anything. Can be anything yeah, anything okay. throughout the history of sports. Okay. okay? All right, but the the events are are going to be just events that occurred during the pandemic and how, because I say this all the time to whoever will listen, everything that happens in real life, I'm like, oh, there's a sports metaphor for this. Oh, there's this has already been explored in sports. We've already we're, we're, we've if you're an if you're a sports fan, you've already experienced this. So, you guys understand? You guys are clear? Yeah. All right, yeah, that's good. So I'm going to start with um, the folks who stormed the Capitol. <laughs> oh man! The one that comes up is Malice at the Palace. Wait, is that the uh, Ron Artest? Ron Artest, yeah. Oh my god! Tell, expand on that, Lomo. Just uh people rushing or people, you know, storming where they shouldn't be or or uh, getting themselves in situations where they have no business getting into. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I forgot about... That was... That was yeah, that was a cool... That was one of the coolest moments in sports, man. Oh, yeah. I got one. The, the, the Red Sox... Yankees fight when uh, when the fucking old man Don Zimmer got thrown down. It's like everyone knew that fight was gonna happen. Like it was just like it was like don't poke the bear. Like everyone knew the right capital was gonna happen. It was gonna happen. It was gonna happen. And like it was just a matter of time. Like what are they? Gonna and do Pedro Martinez fight? just tossed it like, at seven. And then when that when 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 the fucking when Don Zimmer got thrown and he rolled like a little roly poly. That's like. <laughs> That's equivalent to that's equivalent to when the girl got shot and everyone's like, oh shit, oh well, let's get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow! So what was it, Manny? Man, I don't know. Those both of those are really good. I um um. I can't think of anything right now. Okay, um, uh, a Prince Prince Harry's Oprah interview. Okay, I'm sorry. I 
brief like synopsis. What exactly? What happened? I, I really don't, I don't know. What happened in that interview? What it, what was what was it? Like what was the big deal? Why are people getting angry? Like I don't know. I got I got my info from Fafa, Yoshi, and Lil Mo. I, he he like left the family, right? Is that what happened? And is it that she's not white and she's like uh like there's like a race thing, right? Yeah, I I, I do remember hearing that. In the in the British tabloids or something like that. Okay. But it was stuffed down our throats for so long. It's like I had to at some point care, right? So what was what? I mean, yeah. Just not knowing anything, Profi. What would you call it? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It, to me, it's like um, when, like when when Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins some race. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused as to why I'm supposed to care. What do you think, Bafa, little Mo? David Beckham getting carded. You know, he's like, he's like, just like really dainty and wants to explain himself all the time. Like, hey, hold on, hold on, I'm a nice guy, I'm a nice guy, I'm a nice guy. It's like, I, I don't know what the interview was, but that's basically they're trying to clear the name, right? <laughs> Yeah, to me it would be have to be like kind of like Manny. It's some sport sporting event that that was huge, but I just didn't care about. Like, um, I don't know, like like the the Warriors dynasty. It's like cool, nobody cares. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like some major UFC fight. Like, yeah, oh, there, that's yeah, perfect. It's, some it's, it's that's, that's a good it's one. Like the, it's like the Zidane headbutt. It's like yeah, I did it, but they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the, the UFC one is perfect because like you're gonna watch UFC two whatever. I was like, no, it's a, it's a huge card. Cool, I don't care. Yeah, it's like, dude, this is big. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What am I... <laughs> uh, worse. Worse. Okay. Okay. Impeachment of Donald Trump. Second impeachment. Deflate gate. <laughs> Why deflate gate, Loma? Because it was the second time Tom Brady was getting accused of cheating, and nobody really, everybody knew nothing was going to happen. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, I agree. I I was down with it. I'm down with with it, but it also was just like. <laughs> performative too and you could tell it was performative the pin the passing of the pins <laughs> Fafa a guy a guy overperforming after he was like got slide tackled but the like no advantage was given to him like the the ref is like no good good slide keep him moving and the guy's still rolling on the ground even though he's not hurt he's like trying to, still trying to sell it Fafa what about Trump <laughs> uh, testing positive for COVID <laughs> <laughs> Fucking slam Diego. <laughs> Man, I I have one for that. What? Um, I mean, let's see what's what's the clo- what's the most recent like um kind of, so like just 
from something that just happened. Like when Mookie bets, uh, when we hit him in the last series, this like dark, this dark, my mind goes to dark places for like, and then I have to like rein myself back in and go like, no, that's fucked up. But I do <laughs> kind of go like, hopefully he's hurt. Hopefully, hopefully, like we really, like hopefully we like ended his career. <laughs> um, and I kind of felt that way with, with Trump COVID. Like I was kind of like, yeah, be kind of cool if he died. <laughs> we can't broadcast this now, dude. We're getting like CIA is going to call or the Secret Service is going to call us now. Just kidding, FBI guy. You, but you know, I'm not the only one who thought that, right? Oh, of course not. Okay. Even Lil Mo thought that he's like, man, if he just dies, my cousins will leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you guys remember the murder hornets? Yeah. yeah that... Okay, what? What I was that? Died quickly. Yeah. What was that? That was um. They're gonna kill every bee in America. Last I know, but what would that sports equivalent be? Khalil Green. <laughs> super super popular for like a hot second and then just fell off the map. No, but the thing is Jeremy they Lin. never even got popular. They were, they were oh, Jeremy Lin, that's a good popular. one. They never got popular. And that's never happened, so that's Sean Burroughs. <laughs> what about the what about the the um the Robin Hood, the the game GameStop thing? The GameStop uh um, what would you call that? Stonks, stonks, diamond cutter, yeah, stonks. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I like that to the Diamondbacks beating the Yankees in the 2000 World Series. Oh, the little guy winning. Oof. Leicester City. Little guys won. Come on. Leicester, yeah, Leicester City. But, but, but. But yeah, actually, I think Diamondbacks is better because the Diamondbacks are lame. Like it was cool that they did it, but they're kind of lame. And uh, and you know, I think there is like a lot a big feel about like the Reddit people are kind of lame, even though they did something you know big, beating the big dog. So it's, remember when you when Fafa was making fun of me of a dog coin. Mm-hmm. So if I would have kept that. I invested nine hundred, and if I would have kept that when it went at its peak, I would have made like sixteen thousand. <laughs> but I sold. Well, you wouldn't have been able to sell it at that price. Yeah, I would have. If I would have sold that forty-two cents, I would have. Okay, listen, that's a good idea. You should have done it. Should have, could have worked. <laughs> Fafa, that be... whole Robin Hood thing is like uh, is like uh, Ricky Henderson playing for the Surf Dogs. Like, it's just like. <laughs> Now they're trying to squeeze it, like, oh, I'm just going to hold out in the market. I'm No, I'm going to make the money. But, I mean, <laughs> people made money, but just like Ricky Henderson was the highest paid surf dog, you know? It's just persistence in the market. Or that money is money, right? Money is money. I guess wherever you can make it. Um uh, BLM protests, Ralph. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, man. 
Can I pass and uh, come sure. back to you? Profe? Um, are you guys afraid to touch this one? No. No, I, I have I have the So there's so every time I speak in my headphones, I hear myself 2 seconds later. It's really hard to um think. Um But with BLM, I'm thinking of like the something that uh, the BLM protest something that like a like sparked a a huge thing so like in sports um for me it was the 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 social movement in uh, the NBA it's too much you gotta compare it to a player or a team we don't care what you think about it yeah that I, I I'm com- I'm comparing it to the NBA the social movement of the NBA during the bubble Wait, would it be meta to ask the following? What about the one-day stoppage by the NBA and the, never mind, Obama came in the room and told them not to? What would that, what would that be? What's his sports equivalent? So they were going to... The natural punishment for cheating. <laughs> Say that again? The Houston Astros punishment for cheating, where it's like it's it's okay, guys. Nothing will nothing will happen. It's like just say you know you got to talking to and that's it. <laughs> does everything does everything? Were you gonna say something, Rafa? Because no. I got one more for, one more for you, Rafa. Harvey Weinstein verdict. Steve Finley hitting that home run after his kid was born. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm t- <laughs> that's a good victory. Man, that's a powerful man. You got convicted, dude. I think that if you, I think that if after we like walk away from this. Uh, you're going to probably come up, all of you all are going to come up with a gazillion different explanations for it. Mm-hmm. Hope for all of the things that I've just mentioned, I, it, it did kind of have the intent that the, the, it, it, it did, I did realize, uh, let me start over. Uh, what I thought would happen happened, and that is that it's really hard to think of these things, but that was the only point that I was trying to, my point was that, um, Later on, you're going to think of a million things, right? Like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of, you know, this This is more akin or this is closer or this This is what I should have said or whatever because it's really hard to come up with that stuff on the spot. But, I'm, I mean, I think you guys did pretty damn good because as I'm asking these questions, I'm not, I can't even think of stuff. But does that happen to you guys where you, like, start to see sports as more than just spectating and wanting your team to win? Uh, and and then it just becoming more of like this this TV show that you follow that you watch then all of a sudden you really you're really invested in it and it goes beyond the outcome of the game and now you're really it becomes like a, a instrumental part of your life where you're thinking about it 
at random times of the day and you don't realize why you're doing that and that it kind of permeates your life in every aspect and in every in every facet of your life like sports keeps showing up whether you're playing whether you're watching it whether does that happen to you is it is sports as vividly present in your life as it is for say someone like me and are you constantly saying like oh yeah it's kind of like 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 when I'm when I'm when I'm at, when I'm playing golf this is this reminds me of when I'm playing golf or this reminds me of when I'm shooting hoops or this reminds me of when I'm uh you know at the batting cages do you do you experience that is it an ever constant presence in your life yeah definitely totally yeah, I got, I got one for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, the 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 Mighty Ducks, not the actual team, but the 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 movie team. Like, everybody got in on it. El Gordito, fucking everybody was in on it. <laughs> fucking, the Portland moms, the fucking cops got in on it. Like cops, like hey, we're with you guys. You know, like everybody was in on it. Like, yeah. That, that's that's kind of what I was I was trying to think in like what happened in sports to where when when the when they the, the protests first started happening it was like whoa this is like th- this is big right now but you knew you could tell this this fire is gonna fizzle out in a, in a month in two months like like once this, once the suburban moms um, like once it's just not the thing to do anymore they're gonna go back to you know not giving a shit about black lives um and so in sports so yeah what, what was something that like was hot for like two months and then uh and it was like okay back to probably like a pottery season that was uh for me it was watching uh, the korean baseball league on espn <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'll probably never watch this again but I was sitting there watching. Um, it was baseball. Uh, I felt that way about the first time I saw a Little League game this year. I'm like, holy shit, a sporting event. I was just jonesing. So I wanted to ask you that. What Have you been doing, doing any grandstanding? It doesn't matter if it's just going down to the park or just any kind of grandstand. I mean, I was watching chess on YouTube sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, chess matches on YouTube. Um, have you been grandstanding? And I'm going to propose something really radical once you all tell me what your experience has been. Actual, live, in-person, social distance grandstanding. Has anyone done that already? Not yet. Not yet. Does Does it count like going to um, – like we've, we've even been watching the girls play softball at the park. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. And it's and it's not just us. Like they have a pretty big crowd yeah. of Dominicans all watching the the I don't know. They're like thirteen to fifteen year old softball games. Sounds kind of pervy. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you realize it as you were saying it? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but, but it goes to show, like that's 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 how that's how much it it got to that point where it's like the neighborhood is sitting there watching the girls play softball. <laughs> I uh, I working in the ER the other day. I uh, this girl 
comes in and she's got a laceration in her eyebrow because she took a bad hop playing softball and she's in her softball uniform still. And I remember I was in the triage. She comes in and I like start like took me a while to realize like she had ice on her on her face and you could see the blood trickling down her face. But uh, I was putting the the blood pressure cuff on her and the pulse oximeter on her. And I look at her, and she's wearing a softball uniform, like, and it, like, just warmed my heart. I was like, oh, shit, kids are playing ball right now. It was pretty awesome. I still haven't seen a game, but it was uh, pretty rad to see. Poor girl had to fucking took a bad hop to the eye, but nevertheless, she, kids are playing ball again. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lomo? Uh, as far as watching anything live, no. Um, I haven't. I, th- I think the last sporting event I went to was a... Uh, the Clippers Lakers game like a week before the NBA shutdown. Wow. Um, and, and I remember we were making fun of this guy for wearing a mask because there's like if you're that scared, just stay home. <laughs> Little did we know, you know that that would be the normal. Um, but uh, actually, because uh, of the Netflix show, the the Queen's Gambit, I was watching a lot of chess on YouTube as well. Right. And, uh, and uh, I got really into it, uh, where I was playing a few times a day for a while. Nice. Nice. Yeah, uh, I was watching chess with Frida once, and Sarah walked in the room, and I think she was kind of happy, like, wow, that's cool. You guys are watching chess, but also kind of weirded out. Because we were like, <laughs> oh, shit, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, just like a, uh, like a peace movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, no way. I can't believe he did that, you know? Chess made in seven moves. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys watching? We're like, chess, she's like, like live i'm like no it's recordings of people's it's like yeah so that yeah i mean it, it got really bad for me um I, i'd go down and watch the the mexican guys play soccer at the at the at the league here not the league but the park around the corner um i i really missed it i my so i've been to three padre games now um and the one thing I walked away from with the first game that I went to, and I didn't go to the opener, but I went to the, the day after, Friday. Um, just how happy people were to be at the game. This was something, like, unbelievable. And it, and it just, I, I don't know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to put into words the experience of one walking in after a year and, 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 a, and a couple months of not watching a, a live baseball game. It also instantly felt normal. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 this is what we do. We go to the game. Except it was still when we were not in, like, purple tier or orange tier, whatever tier we're supposed to be in now. But um, it was still, like, like very distant. But it felt, it felt really cool because, one, I had never been to a Padre game where almost everyone there was a Padre fan. That was really awesome. And everybody was super just happy to be there. You know, it was the, it took forever to get a beer. It was completely chaotic, but I think everybody was just, the intensity was just different. I mean, just from the, the two, th- the two things, the, the, the booby shots yesterday that you guys sent in the thread, in the text thread yesterday, I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, that's really how it feels at Petco right now. And I think that's how it feels at a lot of stadiums. People are just, like happy to be there right um i feel like i feel like this is this is going to kind of i don't think it's going to rub off very soon i think eventually it will but i think for a long time as we get new fans because i feel like every night it's probably the first time a fan has come to a game in a long time 
it's going to be really magical to continue to have this feeling at the stadium where everybody's just really happy to be there, you know? So I just, I think this could have an effect later on in the summer as far as baseball is concerned and just grandstanding. I mean, this, we have Olympics this year. We have a lot of like, uh, we have the Euro cup this year. We have a lot of like sporting events and I feel like there's going to be a buzz in how people relate to sports. And I feel like it's going to, it's going to set off further takeover and, and, and like, and, and ownership of, of spectators over the sport that we've like yet to really understand or see. And I think in the future, you're going to see kind of like a, the fan kind of retaking over some aspects of the game that we maybe lost to like the, the corporate conglomerate aspect of the game. What do you guys think of that? Yeah. Yeah. How, <laughs> how long will it last? Definitely. Yeah. I don't know how long it'll last, but I think it's going to have a ripple effect, you know? Wait. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Like it's because uh, you brought up um, you brought up like a lot of a lot of fans at uh, Petco Park more than usual. Mm-hmm. How are you guys liking this national exposure? I don't like it. The what? I think that's national what's exposure? fucking with the team. I think that's what's fucking with the boys. I think what's going to end up happening yeah. is just like just like everybody like just like the general public. It's they're going to hear about us way too much, and then they're going to start hating us. Maybe. Bro, that's BLM. They already hate us. <laughs> but the point is that they hate us because they ain't us, little man. <laughs> and they ain't us because they hate us. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, I, just, like, I, I have like, mixed feelings about it. it. They need to tone it down with like the, the these hype and all that because what's going to end up happening is everybody's going to end up hating this fool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See? I've been saying that for a long time. I just think those fools are still scared. But, I mean, the hype. The hype machine scares me. Uh, hey, that pit, the pitching is on point this year, though. I love the pitching. Even all, through all the injuries. I think once our most urban pitcher gets his act together, we're going to be really good. And yeah. then Mike Jones don't need to get hot. He's not comfortable in San Diego. Yeah. Do you well, think Will takes him out to eat? What do you think Will off what do you think he offered Will to give him his jersey number? Has that been said? Uh bean and cheese burrito. No. So What's one thing, one one really awesome thing you wish they they will keep, like anything that came out of the pandemic that you're like, just like really like it could be anything. Um, me personally, I thought I'd never say this, but I'm gonna say it. I I think we should just say fucking pitchers can go kiss my ass and not hit anymore. Let's just use the DH now. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Pitchers can go to hell if they're not gonna fucking. They're just like fuck it, dude. I'm Who okay supports that. it? Uh, the pitcher's still hitting? Probably crusty old... Yeah, like, I haven't heard anyone... Darvish was really pissed. Want to keep right? the DH. You can tell he does not give a fuck when he goes up to a bat. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the one thing I do hate that, I, that, that they need to take away is the fucking the runner on second. Yeah, that's stupid. 
And little Mo, remember how you remember how this is the litmus test for anything in life. Remember how you ace the fucking the, the thing that the prophet sent about. If you can guess this neighborhood, guess what what their voting the voting demographic of this neighborhood was. <laughs> oh yeah, remember yeah. that in the New York Times or something? What was it? What was it like? They show you a, a community or a picture of a house or a community, and then you could you would pick if they voted Democrat or or if they voted for Trump or for Biden, right? Yeah. So this is the new. This is the new. If you want to know if someone's cool or not, ask them. Do you agree with the second base runner on uh, to start the extra innings? Do you agree with it or not? If they say they agree with it, they're probably a fucking square, in my opinion. So, does anybody else feel that way? Yeah, I think that's um. Remember in the Bronx Tale, the Mar- the Mario test. <laughs> So that that should be the like you should teach, um, like teach Frida, um, ask a boy that, and and if they and if they support the man on second, um, dump him. <laughs> Can't be trusted. Anything else you guys want to add about that? I have a question. Yeah. Going back to you were talking about uh, the experience at Petco. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have my first uh, ballpark experience in in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I've maybe asked, like we've talked, we've maybe talked about this before, but I don't remember. Um, what's the etiquette? What? Do you wear okay? Do I wear my Padre? Do I wear a Padre cap to a game where the Padres aren't playing? Uh, or do I, I respect res, respect the ballpark, respect the two teams, and depends, just depends. And just you know? If you're going to see the Diamond, if you go in Arizona, wear your Padre hat. If you go in a Yankee Stadium, oh, of course, don't. You know, it's kind of like. I mean, rude. I. I I I used to wear my Padre hat to the Giants game because I fucking hate the Giants. I did that a lot, and I got a lot of shit. No, that yeah, we used to troll yeah. a lot of people like at Charger games. Like they'd wear like a Packers jersey. It's like they're not even playing. Like, like mm-hmm. what are you doing here? It's like sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in support of sports, baseball. Okay, so no, wear, so so don't wear, wear it. Padre hat. Yeah, I mean that's a Yankee Stadium, but I mean at Yankee Stadium you could do it, and then just have a shirt that says "Fuck '98 Yankees" or something. Yeah, you would have that. <laughs> you got, if you're gonna wear, you're gonna wear a blazer, like a sports coat or something, like like, uh, like just like you can't just wear jeans and a t-shirt and a Padre hat. You gotta wear like a sports. What about coat? a little pin, profe, that says SD, like on the on the lapel mm. of your blazer? That or, would be- or originally, or born and raised in San Diego. Or- yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 gonna be. I fucking hate both. It's gonna be teams. in Boston. I was gonna wear a hat, but my friends told me. Oh, you're going to Fenway. Nice. That's a bucket list ballpark. <laughs> yeah, right it'll there. be. Yeah, it'll be Fenway. So maybe I should just wear a Yankee cap. <laughs> See, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, Man, if you want to buy my first Yankee cap, you want to get jumped? Yeah, go ahead. Wait, you're going you're going to the Yankees Yankees Red Sox game? No, no, no it's just uh, Angels Red Sox. That's still, that's a good game. Ah. 
You know, though, Manny, Profe, if you wear a Padre hat, you run the risk of people thinking you're, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, too. Because, you know, like, I have, I equate people who wear, like, like a little most of the Packers jersey to the Chargers. I equate them with, like, oh, it's football. I'll put my football jersey on, right? Yeah. Like, um, that's, that's, what that evokes, that's what that evokes in me. It's like, man, you fucking, these teams aren't even play, playing right now. You know what I'm or saying? Like, he's, he's probably like a Thieves fan. Yeah. Like, the only time I tolerate that is if you're wearing a jersey for a team that's not of the sport that you're there to spectate, and that team happens to be playing a very important game that day. Because then that, is to me, oh. is the ultimate sign of like, yeah, okay, I respect that fool. That fool loves sports. He's here watching this event, and later he's going to go watch the, 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 the Packers game. you know. But he's at a Padre game you know, wearing a, a – a, I don't know. The, I don't know. That's the, that, I would respect that. Um, you know, okay. Yeah. I wear my Mexico jersey to a Padre game if Mexico's playing that day with my Padre hat. Right. Oh wait, are, you guys are making your your derby picks. Yeah. All right, so I have um, I have an account, and I have because I'm a ball. I have tons of money in it. So, so you guys, I will I will actually put money on each of your picks, and give you your money if you win. Are you talking about the racehorse app? Um, TVG. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, my I I have three pick to just pick winners, and I had a uh, what just just motivated. just winners or 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 trifecta trifecta. No, come on! I'm not doing all that for you guys. <laughs> no, you want to hear you want to hear my three pick winners? I have a uh, highly motivated, uh, Rocket World, and Hot Rod Charlie. Are my uh, I just and then oh and then also. I guess I also placed the bet on essential quality because just because it's the winner, you know. They're probably most likely to win the race. Do, do you think? Uh, do you think the derbies are going to eventually die off? All the horse racing. Uh, that's a loaded question. Uh, what's it called? Uh, dog racing just died in America this year. You still go to TJ and watch it though. Yeah, hey, I, I'm going I with him. Predicted in back-to-back races, first, second, and third place at the dog races. I should have bet more than two bucks. <laughs> Wait, man, what's your What's your pick? Your pick? Um, I haven't looked too too closely at him, but it, it, not even because he's the Bob Baffer horse, but he really looks. Uh, just from what I saw, he looks like the. I like him the best, and I forget what, what's the, his name. Something um, uh, Medina or Mallet or Medina. Yes, Medina. Yeah. Medina. Yes, yeah. I like that one. Medina's uh, keep keep me. Uh, oh wait, wait, keep me. No, 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 no. That's David Cohen's horse. Uh, so yeah, I'm I between yeah, I... Rock Your World, Hidden Stash, or the Baffert horse, but. It's hard to bet against Baffert. 
his odds are not that high and or, or they're not that bad. And um, he's been downplaying it. I wonder if he's like mind game, mind, mind, playing mind games with everybody else. Yeah. I think the with with the Baffert horse. He's got two crippled, he's, crippled he, crowns in his belt. That's it. The uh, Baffert. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to get horse. ahead. Possibly stay ahead the whole, the whole race. But that Rocker World Horse, I, th- I think um, that one's going to be a bust. Why? Um, I was listening to some guys talk about how his positioning. He has two. There's there's going to be too many. F- faster horses on the inside of him like that are going to take off uh take off strong and rocker world's being ridden by uh rosario who doesn't mm-hmm. like to get ahead right away and so by that mm. point by the time they hit the turn he's going to be too far behind and it's not he's not going to have time to 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 get ahead so he's going to and this this will be the first time that horse will ever have dirt kicked up in its face and it's never experienced that and might and might uh not take well to it well there goes that pick for me so i i would be careful with that one so then put some money on on the on the baffert horse for me then all right loma who did you like Highly motivated. All right. Mm. All right. I, I think Hot Rod Charlie, though. I think that, that was my number one pick, really. Is that the Fraternity Brothers horse? Yeah. Uh, the, the French jockey, Flavian Pratt. Um, but you know the guys who own it? It's like a, like a, isn't it owned by a frat house or something? No, it's owned by a boat racing company. Oh. It's a California vice trainer. Um, this guy, uh, um, Doug O'Neill, he's won, he's won two derbies in, in six tries, or six or seven tries, something like that. Wait, hot, hot Rod Charlie is a dog, Doug O'Neill horse? Ow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that feels good. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else? And a central quality closing on the outside. The four of them come into the final furlong. Mandalone fighting for the front. Medina Spirit battles on. Hot Rod Charlie on the outside. A central quality on the far outside. The four of them coming to the finish in the Kentucky Derby. Here's the wire. Bob Beverick does it again! Medina Spirit has won the Kentucky Derby! It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the half, half.
those holiday greetings and gay